Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey there, Movie Talk fans. It's Perry here, and I've got something you should know about. Sundays on The CW, superhero fans better be ready because the bat signal is on, and you won't believe who's swooping in to heed the call. From the brilliant mind of Greg Berlanti and the executive producers of superhero smash hits Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow, comes the most anticipated new series to join the CW-verse, Batwoman. Get ready to meet your new hero, Kate Kane. She's a survivor, a fighter, and an all-around badass who plays by her own rules, and she's got the ink to prove it. Batwoman's story begins three years after the mysterious disappearance of Batman when Gotham City is in desperate need of a new kind of hero. Soon after returning home to defend her city from the notoriously twisted Alice in Wonderland gang, she discovers her cousin Bruce Wayne's mysterious lair and also his unbelievable secret. With the help of Batman's trusted tech genius, Luke, she decides to carry on Batman's mission by becoming Gotham City's new superhero vigilante. From the suit to the gadgets to the fight scenes that'll blow your mind, this is the Batwoman of a new generation. So don't miss the incredible new series, Batwoman, Sundays at 8, 7 central on The CW or anytime you want on the free CW app. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to The Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa Know How. 
This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. The Joker movie's out, and oh, I cannot wait to talk about it with you. Smashing all the records, and we had a record-settingly cool New York Comic Con with a bunch of announcements we're going to get into today on Collider Heroes. This is episode 326, I will yell over that beautiful graphic. We are almost, we are 24 weeks from the anniversary 350, which is how comics work. I'm already counting down. Yeah, and yeah, joining yeah. us on this very Joker New York Comic Con special is the great Michelle Boyd. Hi! Hi, you guys! How's it going? about this totally not divisive movie at all. I just <laughs> thought, hey, my friend Michelle should come on the show where like, you two can almost be the friendliest and the most cohesive and very stable. I'm Welcome. sorry, who? This is the Joker episode. <laughs> who? So what? <laughs> the nerd corner of filmdom. Very calm folk. <laughs> But first, as we're about to get into it, because Joker did break all the records and uh, several of the hearts uh, out there this weekend uh, in the world of comic books, but we have some breaking news as we are going to film this. Uh, we have found out not only is the Hellstrom show from Marvel still on, we have a cast. We have a cast for Marvel's Hellstrom, which is part of their Adventures in Fear, uh, Interfere or In Fear, one or the other of those, uh, the set of horror shows that we were not sure about after we heard Ghost Rider wasn't happening at Hulu. Mm-hmm. But this show is happening it has a rad cast lined up, so we're going to get excited for that. I but, know uh, none of this. What is happening? What, what is the cast? <laughs> the cast. This broke while I was setting from. up, and you were reading, and I'm confused. Absolutely. So it has a stacked cast from all over TV. We've got Tom Austin, Sidney Lemon, Elizabeth Marvel, Robert Wisdom, June Carroll, Ariana Guerra, and Alan Uy are all on board. Like, they've got a full ensemble for this thing. Also, all of their names sound like superheroes. So That's I just want to give full credit. to. Like, I didn't know if you were reading the... I was like, these don't are characters I know. Oh, these actors have <laughs> yep. these great... Great names. Yes, they're okay. definitely Excellent. leaning into the Hellstrom family legacy, which is, uh, you know, a mix of good and bad, um, and doing their own spin on it. Here. I think this means Ghost Rider will be Disney Plus or in this world, but not Hulu. Is this Hulu? This is Hulu. I don't. I feel like Ghost Rider is going to be. Oh no! Then the Ghost Rider is going to be a movie. Then if they didn't let this be a crossover, I think we're because there's so much Ghost Rider comic right now. I think I think I think we're getting a movie. I think, I think it's going to be a immediate crossover or just eventual. I think eventual through Disney Plus. I think the Hulu umbrella is going to like fold into Disney Plus, then I think the movie As it and all owns my entire life. Yeah. yeah I okay. mean, $7 cool. a month to have the most content of all time. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna take over. I've already gotten the email. They're just like, oh, just sign up for this deal right now. If you pay for two years in advance, I'm like, done. Oh, yeah. Thank no, you. I, Thank yeah. you so much. I'm through three years. I have to 2022. <laughs> I, I know way too much of my future. I know. It's very haunting. But that, that is interesting because we thought that might be the end of things. We were Ghost worried. Rider. We weren't sure what was going to be happening there, but clearly Hellstrom's still on track, the son of Satan, uh, or whatever version <laughs> we're going with for the, the TV show. The fact that we get a Blade movie and a Hellstrom show, I, I feel like, I mean, Dorian's not going to be happy, but I feel like we're getting a different Ghost Rider very soon in some format or the other. There's booing. <laughs> There's booing from the Robbie Ray's fan, uh, which I am also, so that'll be a bummer. But. Speaking of booing, <laughs> the Joker came out. 
and there was a lot of booing, and there was a lot of cheering, and I am very excited to talk about this very divisive movie, because I have had a hard time uh, this weekend not being able to scream from the rooftops how much I enjoyed it, but it also broke all of the records, so I want to run down yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that this movie Read it to us. did all of the... Oh no, my computer just died. It made all of the money. <laughs> uh, it's plugged in and died. Something it's like 93 million? It went up. It was, it's actually 96 point something. Dear Lord. Uh, from memory, it's 96 point something. Computer's back in the game. Sorry for technical difficulties. Uh, this that means it had a bigger box office weekend than Justice League. Wow. A solo Joker movie with a $40 million, $60 million budget, 350 something. Like, it's insane. It's insane. insane. And that's just for the Snyder Cut fans. And yet, out there nope, in the my total lack of surprise. Yeah. It's just between this and Justice League, like, it's not even a contest about which movie I was more excited for. And mm. the people came out. Yeah. And R rated. And this, I think this really is going to change what yes. the R rated connotation is. It's it's so weird to think about when uh, you're thinking about ratings in general, when you think about a global audience versus the American audience, where we have such an issue with sex and a lot of the rest of the world has a lot of issue with violence that we do not have a problem with yeah. in this country. And it's just, it doesn't necessarily have to be graphic violence. It doesn't have to be necessarily disturbing in order for the rest of the world to have a problem with it. And everyone in America just kind of being like, oh, no, this is great. This is fine. Like, and it, yet Joker made a bunch of money overseas as well, which was an interesting... I was curious how that was going to travel, and absolutely. it's like off to the races so far. It's at a... It's, I think worldwide's 243, which means it's at a quarter billion dollars in a weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty insane. It has the biggest October domestic of all time, biggest October international of all time. Uh, it has the biggest IMAX October ever, biggest worldwide launch of all time uh, for October. A career best for Todd Phillips, career best for Joaquin Phoenix, career best start for Robert De Niro. That one surprised me. Oh. Uh, fourth best weekend opening for an R-rated movie. Now, I love that this is the fourth best because number one, Deadpool. <laughs> number two, a Deadpool 2. <laughs> number three, fellow clown, it chapter one, and then this movie, which means all clowns, all beautiful R-rated clowns. <laughs> one of which is my boy Wade. Makes me very happy. Uh, widest October release of all time for North America. So, it opened wide, it opened big, it opened well. What do you guys think these numbers mean for future darker comic films? What I hope is not just that this means good news for darker comic films, but that this means good news for outside-of-the-box comic mm-hmm. films. That's specifically what I hope. I hope that we don't take the lesson away that, like, that, that darkness is the only path, but I hope that it will prove that like taking a chance on something can be rewarded. I am always happy when that stuff is rewarded. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I, I don't think focusing on the darker aspect of it is what we should be doing. I think focusing on the fact this was a character-driven mm. comic book movie is what's really promising about this. Like, those are the ones that I really like to delve into, and that Joaquin Phoenix was needed in order to carry off. I want, and I said this online, and the people agreed, a, it doesn't have to be R, it could be PG-13, and should probably, Lex Luthor film, so we can understand why that character, like, we haven't had that guy yet except for on for me smallville like michael rosemom is our lex luther so i Heart. want some time to live with him like we did in smallville and i think i think tom hanks as a as a as a villain because i want to see it so bad i want america's sweetheart to betray us i want to elect him president and just just hunting superman you, you want tom hanks to walter white it up basically. hardcore 100 yeah. i would Absolutely. like to see that yeah so uh i think that and that's the rumor right now there is a rumor going around about a lex luther movie mm-hmm. so i think that this could be the launching pad for this was the first black label movie i think there could be a black label line like there is in the comics in the dc film universe and i would love a series of elseworlds personally with character driven dramas keep the budgets below 60 million like make these these dramatic studies yeah. 
I, I want it. I really wanted to ask you guys, um, because going into this movie and just when I heard about what it was going to be and who was going to be portraying Joker and what they were going for, like my whole thing with the Joker character is I've never wanted a backstory for him. Yeah. I don't need a back. I didn't think I needed a backstory for him because his whole danger is the just the commotion, the side the commotion, the chaos. You don't know where it's coming from, and that's what the inherent danger is. So to like give him a backstory, to give him kind of like a reason for how he acts is not necessarily something I thought I wanted. Mm. What did you guys think going in? I completely agree that as I, I didn't want that, but I think the way this movie handled it, it's so hard without revealing anything. I think the way the movie did what it did, it worked for both people that wanted a backstory and didn't. I love Heath Ledger's Joker because he has five origins from his own mouth. And I really enjoy exactly. the fact that we got that element of chaos. But I feel like this movie did that in a different way that works for me. I will say I was one of the people who was sort of like I one I was resistant to the idea of a Joker origin because I also like him not having a canonical origin. Uh for me watching this movie like made sense as like this is an Elseworld story. This is one person's how the Joker came to be. Um so whether or not within its own universe it it is sort of definitive I can regard it as sort of like one version of things. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh-huh. the killing joke, kind of just another version of how he came to yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. Uh I will say, Corey, I know you loved it. You loved the film overall. I Do you want to get into a review? I, we've done numbers. We've talked box office, did gangbusters. This is going to be a light spoiler review. I was just going to say, uh, we're going to talk about it, how much like, spoilery. First act spoilers, because once you get into the second and third act, it goes full twisty. So if you haven't seen the movie and want to know nothing, stop right now. If you want to see the movie casually, enjoy this conversation. If you've seen the movie, we're going to do a full spoiler next week. But for now, we're going to keep it like light and fluffy adjacent. I think that's, that's reasonable because it's only been as, out for five days. As light and fluffy as you can be it's when you talk about this movie. <laughs> so I feel like we should follow yeah, some. It's fine. So you want me to start with my love or sure. do you want to start yeah, with... Yeah, go. Okay. Um, I thought this did every... Logan, to me, cut down the forestation to allow for a dirt road. This, to me, paved the road for this kind of film. So without Logan, I don't think that... It's not, I'm not saying Logan caused this movie to happen, but I do think the American consciousness and the comic culture... Logan really helped this go forward, and I and I regard Logan very highly. But to me, this was a movie that was completely removed from comics. That was a comic book movie, and that's what I wanted. And I couldn't be happier with being this nauseous, this upset, this broken, and this devastated for two hours. I think art is anything that makes you feel. Uh, Shia LaBeouf said that recently about memes, and I was like, that is exactly how I feel. Uh, and I, throughout the movie, was so uncomfortable. My palms were sweating. I was nervous. I felt physically ill. I was... So viscerally affected by this for two hours, and it never let up. And I want things to do that to me. I want to know I'm alive. So the fact that this did this with such negative emotions, and I went back 48 hours later, it's a really special film, but it's not for everyone. And everyone that doesn't like it, I completely understand. Uh, But for me, this was the story I never knew I wanted, told in a way I never thought I'd get with an actor at the height of his powers, and I couldn't be happier it exists. And it might be my movie of the year. Uh, For me... Usually comic book movies don't make my top 10, to be honest. Like, I loved Endgame, and it's it's definitely in the top 10 this year because of what it accomplished. But this is the exact opposite of Endgame. To me, Endgame was the culmination of 22 movies that couldn't exist without those 22 movies with characters we've fallen in love with over hours and hours. This was the opposite, a character we hated instantly that we felt weird loving instantly that we didn't know how we felt for two hours about and it did it in one so i love that we had the two most polarizing types of movies both doing really well that are both two of my favorite movies this year that are both a pluses that couldn't be more different that are both about comics so joker was everything i wanted it to be rant 
I'm so glad. <laughs> I just, I am. I, uh, good for you. No. My opinion, very different. That, well, Which is the beauty of this film. And uh, so, I I will say, like, I, I'm thrilled that it is connecting with people. Uh, I had kind of a different experience with it. I, I did go in really wanting to love it. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm glad they took a chance on a character drama. I thought the, the cinematography was beautiful. The music was wonderful. The performances were outstanding. Uh, I, I love that they were going after Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Now, I, to, to refresh my memory as we were going into this, I, I've recently seen both of those. So I will say I was... I was surprised how directly they borrowed from those films. Like, the mashup of them for the story makes sense. Um, I wanted to see uh, that, like, I like that they were inspired by those, but it was tough when some elements were so close because then you're, you're inevitably making me compare you to literally Martin Scorsese, which is unfair, which is very difficult. Um, I, I love that they were going in that direction. I, and it, it did not work for me as well as those films did um, with, like, in terms of very tight story elements. A lot of, it, it gestures at a lot of issues that I really care about, like mental health and economic inequality, a lot of really great stuff that I love to see treated on, but it keeps it either general or vague in some ways that make it difficult to be very nuanced. It's, and I admire, like, I mean, it's not an easy thing to do to pull off those balancing acts. Uh, and I, 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 like, I'm, I'm thrilled that, that it is working for so many people, and I kind of wish that I had had that same level of response. Um, but it, it, like, did not exactly work for me in that way. And I, I tend to agree with some of the sort of mixed reactions that are coming out, even though, like, obviously there's so much that's stellar about it. I love, like, I love period pieces. The production design was wonderful. There was so much that was great in it, and I wish it had been, like, the home run I wanted. Okay. That's fair. Oh my gosh! Sorry, going from like one end of the spectrum to the other. Where do you land? I know. I feel like I should like get up and just walk and sit directly (laughs) in the middle of you. Just was a five. Just to make this, just to make the symbology complete. Um, In a sentence, as a movie, I loved it. Uh, As an actor, the performance is engaging. It's riveting. It's very physical. I loved everything that he did with the reactions to other characters. I love the fact that Joaquin Phoenix is such an actor's actor that you literally just follow him and his reactions for over two hours and were never bored, were never wondering what else was going on, could still be surprised by some of his interactions with those characters. Uh, And just the main thing that I thought about this movie when, as I was watching it, because I agree with you, Koi, as I was watching it, it made me very uncomfortable. It made me very upset a lot of the times during the movie. Uh, I happened to watch it at Alamo uh, Draft House, which was amazing. And I, <laughs> oh my, apparently I missed Joaquin Phoenix by a day. No, <laughs> I'm a little mad about this that he came to Alamo Draft House to say hi to people. He's not there that night. But that's okay. It's fine. Uh, that you know of. I know that's true. He, <laughs> he honestly might have been sitting down the row for me. I kind of hope not because there were people sitting next to me that laughed at times and seemed to enjoy the movie a little more than I think the movie really warranted at certain parts. Which so, um, so I do understand some of the reactions that people are having where they're worried about it glorifying violence and about glorifying. And I'm going to use this phrase because I don't agree with it, and I think it's an oversimplification, uh, just white boy incel revenge porn. Um, 
I understand why that can be something that people take out of this. And it does worry me that there were clearly people in the theater that I watched this movie with who probably saw that as slightly a good thing. And I think it really says a lot about this film that I think it's going to spark a lot of conversation about that, about, um, in my particular case, I agree with you. The main thing I got out of this movie was a discussion we need to have about mental illness and about reactions to people with mental illness. Um, it's, it was interesting because like as a, as a movie and kind of as an origin story for the Joker, um, as I said before, one of the main things that I've always really loved about Joker was the chaotic nature and just you, de- you never knew where a reaction was going to come from. If someone was nice to him, that didn't necessarily mean that he was going to spare them. It, didn't, it may mean that he came up with something even worse torture for him. <laughs> right. you, it, it, you just don't know. Um, or he could just decide to let you go completely free on the spur of the moment. I thought that this movie took a little bit more linear approach where as far as the, the development of the character and kind of the spiral downward... And he had moments of humanity that I'm not entirely sure were deserved, but I thought were really interesting to watch. Mm. For me, the first two acts were very much an, an Arthur Fleck story. They weren't a Joker story. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that it would be the aggressive quotes we'd heard, like, it's not a comic book movie. And all the people that were against the film before they'd seen a frame, which drove me crazy, or the trailers you'd seen frames, but before they'd seen the movie. Uh, but then the third act to me was so Joker that... And, and it didn't feel disjointed. To me, the third act felt like one, two, three. But the third act was so Joker. Uh, it's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. There's a scene that takes place at a talk show. Uh, there were moments in that talk show with some of his physical mannerisms and the style of humor that I saw speech bubbles. My brain was like, that's a Joker line. <laughs> and I was so enthralled that I had gotten from Breaking Bad again. Walter White to Heisenberg, I saw Arthur Fleck to Joker, and I was really worried about two acts in that we weren't going to land there, but by the time we landed, it was so comic booky and vibrant and speech bubbly and exactly what I wanted out of a Joker movie that I can't trace the moment that happened. I watched it again immediately after, and I still can't figure out how they did that. Because that's what I love about this movie is they gave me a comic book movie that didn't become a comic book movie until the end. And if more movies could do that, I feel like that would bring a lot more people into comic books. Because this didn't feel like... The moment in Logan, he busts out the comic book, I'm like, don't you do, no. <laughs> and the moment that, like, the, the third act of Logan, he's fighting a younger version of himself. I'm like, I get your metaphor is landing. But it felt like a comic book. This never did until it had to. And, and at no point did I feel betrayed. And I, if we can do this tone with more movies, then the comic book genre can last forever because it's just a movie. Yeah. And I, I, it's just, it, it, it's an Which, of course, is also so true for adaptations of independent comics. Oh, totally. Like, and oh, this sort of joins, well, like... a movie. Yeah, there have been a lot of character study comic books, but we haven't seen a lot of that approach taken with the superhero areas of it. Yeah. Um, and I will say, like, I was... I'm, I'm treading very carefully on spoiler territory here, but <laughs> if part hard. of your worry is the separation of it from comic book mythology you can put some of those worries to rest as you sit down for the movie because they, they are aware of the power of some of what they're drawing on mm-hmm. to an extent that kind of surprised me, given the comments leading up to it. Um, but, you know, I don't want them to make something that's not aware of that mythology. I want them to be aware of the mythology because that's what we're doing. Um, so that was kind of 
very neat. And for the record, to me, Logan's an A. Like, it's an excellent yeah. film. I'm nitpicking You're worried here. that people are going to think you're dissing Logan because like you I love Joker? Like Logan. I, you know, I'm just saying Logan's an A. This just happened to be an A+. I'm just saying, like, 96 <laughs> versus 97. It's right there. I'm just saying. Uh, now but Your bell curve is all on, like, the right side, though. It's just like, me, I love, A and B. I you know, like, how do you think that's if I below? See it, I'm very, Dear God. Yeah, if it's like a C minus or more, like, did someone <laughs> hurt you? What happened on the way to the theater? You not had coffee did today. Hit your car as you walked in. So sorry. Does, you, does it look like your ex girlfriend? I'm sorry. <laughs> it just broke me. But uh, the thing I liked about this experience was there isn't a person that likes cinema that can't at least get something out of it. I feel like this. There's at least even if you didn't like the movie, you can appreciate the acting. You can appreciate the direct. You can you can appreciate the the world it built. Uh, and I, I don't think you can say that about every comic book movie. I, I don't think you can say that even about the top tier comic book movies because a lot of them do have a very certain flavor and style. And to me, this was. Something something that broke the mold in a lot of ways that I think are necessary. And that was some of the stuff we were talking about right before the movie came out is whether or not that was truly necessary. Um, leaving the movie, did you guys feel like you got an Elseworlds Joker that you wanted? I feel like it, I immediately wanted to watch part two, mm. essentially. Like mm. I kind of felt like this was a really good build up to then what we are going to then expect as Joker in mm. general. So I thought... And again, like the movie to me might have seemed a little too linear in his development. And I'm being trying to be very, very careful here, guys. Uh, and I don't mean, you know, and obviously kind of development and like spiral downward. Um, it would have been maybe nice to kind of go back and forth. And what I did like about the movie is it kind of leaves some room for interpretation about whether or not it was just like a straight line down or if maybe he kind of had moments of humanity back. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but. It's, but this to me, I just I wanted to kind of see what would happen next. Is the main is the main feeling that I got out of this. But at the same time, also being like, I want to go hug people, <laughs> which is I, a great way to leave yeah, a movie. Why better for humanity? I really did. I honestly, I, a big reaction that I had to this movie is I I wanted to be kinder to people in general. So I think that. Is probably not what the filmmakers intended, but that's what I'm going to go I with. I think Be it actually is. Yeah, I, which mean, I think that's a compliment to it. Yeah. Like, they've talked about that what they hope people take away is like a sense of empathy. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that's wonderful. There's some like, there's, there's a, two things at work where like, there's cruelty depicted in the movie. And then there were moments where part of what interfered for me was there were moments where I felt my, my just my one in, impression was I felt like the movie itself occasionally had moments of meanness or cruelty, which surprised me. Not in what happens on screen, like, in terms of, like, the, the bad things that happen to the Joker that we all know mm -hmm. are, like, part of that story. But that I thought maybe worked against some of that, like, empathy that the movie is cultivating. Um, and that sort of surprised me. But, like, I love, like, everyone should leave a movie wanting to go out and hug people. That's fabulous. <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix is such a, like, darling, intense man. Like, he's both intense, but he's also, like, he's... That is the only time anyone has ever said that expression. Yeah, that's <laughs> real. It's so true. Darling, but intense. Darling and intense. Uh, I worked them on Hair and Vice. And, like, it's, it, like, the lead-up to the hug is way scary, and then the hug's real warm. Like, he's very much that guy. Uh, and, and I think the movie captures that in a really interesting way. And I think him doing press the way he is captures that like he, him going to alamo draft house wearing a shirt about animal rights mm -hmm. he's the joker but he's real darling so i i think uh, i think the movie's really special we'll talk spoilers next week uh that was the most difficult like infinity war <laughs> endgame and joker are so hard not to do spoiler talks about uh but we did it i love the film mixed reviews lots of money we'll see what happens next shout but out to this headline that koi wrote for our joker <laughs> <laughs> 
he's a smoker. He's a, he's a yes. smoker. Yes. That is in the breakdown. I thought it worked. Uh, but without these next things, these movies couldn't exist. And they yes. are, of course, comic books. We got a pull list. Woo! All right. And first on that list, Corey? I couldn't not. The Batman's Grave, number one. Powers of X or Powers of Ten, number six, the we, big finish. It's over. And we got Batman Universe, number four. Gwenpool Strikes Back, number three. And Joker Year of the Villain, number one, because Batman is doing great. So yeah, it's a very bad heavy list, but like these books are all on there independently. I, I will jump straight to the end. Joker Year of the Villain is a one-shot. It is co-written by Anthony Birch and John Carpenter. The. That yes. John Carpenter. <laughs> So, yeah, you all need to know that that's going on. I don't know what's going to be in that one shot. I haven't had a chance to read an advanced copy, but I'm buying it anyway. There's no way we're not reading this. Come on. We announced the Batman's Grave forever ago, and I totally, it snuck up on me. Written by Warren Ellis, mm-hmm. drawn by Brian Hitch, Ooh. a 12-part series, very accessible. I like trying to get books on here that aren't intimidatingly long runs. 12 issues, guys. That's uh, $48 if you get a discount. $36, go to House of Secrets. They do great pricing. <laughs> Uh, so I think that that's a very accessible way to read a full story. Check it out. Uh, this week is truly stacked. And there's also three Batman books I couldn't include. There was so much good stuff this week. So much stuff was like the also rans. If you're, by the way, it's not on our list, but if you're a Star Wars fan, the, the movie nine prequel comic comes out this week. That's how stacked mm. this week was. Also listen to Giant Size because we're going to break down all five of these and a bunch of the other stuff. We just don't have time now, but on Giant Size, there will be a full breakdown because Gwenpool is stupid good. Like just not even fair how good it is. Uh, are you reading? Anything right now? Um, oh God! Actually, right now it's your guys' fault because I know we're going to talk about Runaways yes! season three. So it's totally your fault because I went back and I started rereading the series just yes! to be like, oh my God, why did I stop reading this? <laughs> so yeah, completely your guys' fault. And then I mean, just because of Joker and everything that came out, uh, I went back and reread The Killing Joke. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah Shout out to Coy's t-shirt as, and like Brian Bolin, the legend. Yes, one page is available on your screen. It's amazing. Uh, I, you know, so it's, yeah, everything. I will say I, out of all the lists that you guys sent me, cause you sent me like the pull list for this week and I was really mostly excited about Year of the Villain. I'm just, I, it, I hit pre-order on Comixology. It's pre-order now only on Comixology apparently. So that, that's in my cart. Heck yes. yeah. Yes. It'll be in your inbox like midnight tonight. That's the cool thing. Um, it is a great week for books, but also it was a great week for a place I didn't get to go, but Amy did. Next year. Next, next year. year. Next year. <gasps> New next York Comic Con. How was it? Tell it's, me all about it. I mean, it. it's a fabulous show. I met so many people who say hi. Yes. They were much missed. Uh, thank you to everybody that I ran into out there. It was a fabulous show. And uh, we got a bunch of incredible announcements. Can I just say, this Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, was so creator comic-heavy. Like, seeing Artist Alley be thriving in photos. Seeing creators get to meet their fellow creator in photos. I'm not jealous. <laughs> I didn't go. What are you talking about? But This the, is your supervillain origin. The, yes, I get yeah. it. He didn't go to New York Comic-Con. He just snapped. He liked the Joker a lot. Uh, so I was really impressed with the secret like slate of comics that came out of it. I, I hadn't heard any of these rumors. Had you? Uh, no. Bunch of top secret stuff uh, coming out. First of all, I will shout out like the first thing. I love that you put this at the top of the list because it was incredible. Kamala Khan in uh, Marvel's Avengers. With, playable. Yes. Yes. Uh, they, the performance artist was there. They introduced it. They did a whole thing. Uh, and I think, okay, I got to say, we had some mixed feelings about the first trailer for this game. Sure. I thought this trailer was perfect. It was funny. Are you in? Are you buying the game? Funny. I'm absolutely buying this game. Well, because I really loved when Crystal Dynamics did Tomb Raider. 
mm-hmm. what they did with the reboot with, with Tomb Raider. And I loved, love, love the storyline of those. And I feel like just watching the trailer from this game that they're going to do that a lot more with this and that they're not afraid of the humor. That yeah. it actually, like, even in the trailer, being able to, like, bring in those performances from really talented voice actors <laughs> is amazing. And I love the fact that they could bring in, I mean, not a newer character, but one that we're not as familiar with, with Kamala Khan. Um, and again, have a lot of people being like, wait, but I thought Brie Larson was Marvel. What? <laughs> They'll catch up. So, it's good. It's good. It's fine. It's only like a 15 year long nightmare. It's fine. It's great. <laughs> uh, so it'll be really exciting to see what they do with that character in the game. Someone's yeah, yeah, last yeah. name in the Hellstrom cast was Marvel. I heard it. It's very confusing time yeah. to be at Marvel because apparently that's, it's a very big in. So all oh. the captains Marvel, all the actors <laughs> Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Marvel, just, you know, just drive everyone crazy. Just, it's it's very, and these were all not made to be branded. They're just the characters' names. Uh, there's also Captain Marvel at DC, Shazam. He's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for me, the animation of her power set was the most exciting thing. The embiggening. The embiggening yes. looks yeah. so cool because in a comic, you 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 know use your imagination between the panels, but to see it actually in front of you and like to know you get to do that, I'm so excited for this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks great. Now, our next story is, of course, Runaway Season 3. Because uh, We are <laughs> Runaways ourselves. Uh, this is amongst my favorite... It's my favorite cast. I love these people. Uh, Ryan, uh, thank you for being the best. Uh, this That's whole Ryan cast, Sands, for those who haven't watched past guests on the show, and just super sweet guy. Just the best. Uh, the whole family. What's great about Runaways to me is that the pride and the Runaways are just as important to the show. There's no villains. There's just people with different opposing perspectives. Well, there's on, one very interesting villain. Elizabeth freaking Hurley. I was yeah. setting up that tangent. Yeah, she sorry, took I'm it I was getting there, but now this season there's a villain, and it's Elizabeth <laughs> Hurley. And I'm curious if that means, since we have all these characters we love, these two different factions that we love separately, now that there's a villain, I'm wondering if that's going to be what this, if, if they have to team up with the pride. Like, Aww. you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if families are going to reunite, and if, if people are going to, you know? They know we love them too much to just, uh... Because I want to see Angel and Ryan just scoop up their little boy. And, like, <laughs> I, I want to see that show, and I think having Morgan Le Fay is, is a great way, like, that much power has to be a 20-person team-up and a dinosaur. What did you think? Here's the thing, guys. I have not seen a single episode of the show since the pilot. <laughs> so when I watched the trailer, I was super confused uh, and kind of excited to see Elizabeth Hurley, obviously. But what I got out of it was that there is like a traitor. There is somebody who is now evil who wasn't. Because I tried. I went back. I tried to watch like the finale of season two, and I watched the previously on, and then it was a cartoon, and there's a spaceship, and there's a there's a betrothed, and I got more confused. So um, it's a lot. It's okay. Yeah. And then I watched the teaser trailer, and it was all old lace, and that made me happy. Yeah, it should be watched, but the teaser trailer gives you a little taste, a little catch up, it was a little, little flavor. Yeah, uh, there yeah. is some uh, like some of these people are. Uh, in some ways, not who they seem. That's sort You're of the kidding. mystery quality. I know, <laughs> I know. In comics? Uh, so I'm excited for Runaway Season 3. Obviously, adding Morgan Le Fay ups the stakes. But it also, in the last bit of the trailer, Cloak and Dagger are in the trailer. Yes. We have been excited for this. We, we had hoped for it for a long time. It got announced. They announced it on the stairs of the hostel. Beautifully done. But to see Cloak and Dagger with their powers in front of the Runaways, that, that seven seconds was just everything. That, what, that's a New York Comic Con moment. When you have a Comic Con and you can go like, here's a thing you're all going to talk about. We're getting that crossover. Uh, Everybody reactions. loves a crossover. I mean, it, yeah, it works. Love a crossover. Yeah. What, what, uh, that work for you guys, that moment? Cloak and Dagger? Absolutely. Okay, That's, I that I did actually watch. That I was very excited for. I think that will bring a whole different dynamic to really any show, and I'm super excited for it. 
around the bend very soon. I'm very excited. This fall is going to be crazy. Uh, now we also, we're going to talk about it in giant size. We got new creative teams on Thor, Wolverine, Guardians, all giant uh, teams on these books. I actually, this fall's lineup of comics has me Twitter-pated. I'm very excited. Uh, so I cannot wait. We're also on Giant Size going to talk about Birds of Prey. We're going to talk about Ryan Coogler doing Bitter Root, which we've talked about Bitter Root for <laughs> weeks. So I'm going to go ahead and say we did that. Thanks for watching we the show, Ryan Coogler. We did not do that, but we will happily take credit. Uh, big fan of the show, Ryan Coogler, who obviously like, hey, what's this comic they're talking about? And then picked it up and... You're welcome, society. Sure. That's how it went down. Sure. And also, we're going to talk about Martin Scorsese's comments. Spoiler alert for Thursday's show. I don't disagree with him. He's got a point. He's got a perspective because he has different tastes, and that's okay to have. Now, anything else you guys want to talk about before we venture off as I leave it on that dramatic Where note? can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the interwebs at Twitter, Michelle Boyd, Instagram, at Michelle Boyd, and pretty much just everywhere else at Michelle Boyd with one L, people. Come on. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I wanted to talk about this, and I'm a little jealous that you guys get to go totally spoilerific next week, and it, I will not be here for that. It was very That's hard. Okay. Four it was days very difficult, like... but I am glad because I got quite a lot of comments when I said that I was going to be on the show that, from people who had not seen it yet for one reason or another, but they still wanted to hear what everyone here had to say. I so. feel like we handled the, the, the tactfulness without being so. too vague. I hope so. <laughs> yes. We yes. get perspective. Yeah. And remember, I, like it is just a movie, and we can have different reactions to it and that is okay yes mm-hmm. uh so let us know what you thought of joker in the comments let us know what you thought about new york comic-con and most importantly go see joker so we can make another 243 million dollars and until next week stay, stay sweaty, sweaty. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday with deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.